It is Saturday, June 2nd. A uh, little bit of time travel. We're going to look at Saturday's card, but we're recording on Friday evening. A little bit of a tailwind right now. We still got about an hour and 20 minutes for Friday night's races, but we'll take a look at Saturday's program. Night race program, so we got a couple of between day race that's going to divide the card, but how's the, how's the week been treating you, Curtis? Uh, feeling a lot better than I was last week. I was a little down last week, okay. but uh, I'm back. I'm ready. Uh, it's going to be a big uh, Friday and Saturday card mm -hmm. here. And we got Mega Card at, at Remington. Yes. Can't wait to talk about that later, but I'm feeling good. I'm ready to go. Yeah, yeah the Mega Card at, at Remington Park. It's closing, right? Closing. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be there last night. Well, it's Saturday, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Saturday night they're closing up at Remington Park. Shout out to all the, the friends out there. CK, Chris Kotulek. Uh, Yenny Vance, and a few of the folks. Uh, Katulak and all his mini games uh, <laughs> in between races that keep us entertained. I like how he has he has that cool iPad that that people are able to press it and it's directly like tied to the tub board. I haven't seen that. Yeah, it is like they do like this. Is that when they choose which? Yeah, they look pow or bang or wow. Okay. Have you seen that? <laughs> I haven't no, seen. No, all that. right. So you, you got to see. It. Watch out for for uh, and Chris Katulak and all his uh, high tech toys out there. <laughs> At Remington Park. Yeah, I was like when he plays uh, "Let's Make a Deal" and yes. or let, what's it, his version is "Let's Make a Wager" uh -huh. and then the track trivia. But I didn't see Schnitzel Twister make a return this year. No, I didn't. I not. don't know what happened. <laughs> that was my favorite segment. I, maybe it got banned off the card. Yeah, so we'll talk about uh, Remington Park's uh, Mega Card on a little bit later on in the card. We'll first dive into the Saturday night program. But before we dive into Saturday's program, since we're going to have Remington. For a little bit of the after show, how about last night's game one of the NBA Finals? That was amazing. That I think that game swayed me from wanting the Warriors to win. Yes, I think I'm on LeBron's I'm side a, yeah, now. Yeah, I'm on Team LeBron. He, he is just such a beast, and he's, he's putting this this horrible team on his shoulders. It's ridiculous. He's, I mean, he's just doing everything. The he can. argument that people say, um, I don't know if he's really considered all time great. I mean, are you seeing what I'm seeing? Yeah, I mean, to take uh, a couple of these teams he's had to the finals, both uh, uh, Cavs teams, besides the one with Kyrie, but this one and uh, the first one he went uh, when he was really young, when the first one he went there, where yeah. I think I think Verizhou was like second best player on his <laughs> yeah. team. I mean, just to, to bring these teams to the finals is an achievement. Oh, man. I mean, you go from a reverse call, blocking call, they get a reverse, they go from George Hill missing the go-ahead free throw, to JR thinking that they're ahead <laughs> and dribbling out the ball, waiting for a foul. I mean, I, I couldn't wait for the internet uh, to I, just I come out with everything on JR. Uh, Hill, he got a he got off almost scot free for oh. missing that free throw because of JR's bonehead incident. It was like I seen like this perfect uh, gift today. I like live look at George Hill. Like it was sneaking behind the back of everybody <laughs> and closing the door. I mean, that's literally what happened. Everybody went completely went away from him. Making a, a go-ahead free throw to everybody talking about Jr. and and the reverse blocking call. By the way, the reverse blocking call was like the huge. It was huge. Like at that point, they were gonna get the ball back with like 30 seconds left on the clock, and they were up two. Yep. I mean that that was the game right there. He wasn't even close to the restricted no. area. And then uh, to me, I know he got hit square in the chest, but to me, he was sliding. Yes. Uh, underneath. Yeah. So I'm. 
I don't know. I think they got the call wrong. I think it was even worse when they went to their uh, official in the studio, uh-huh. and he was like, "Oh, no way! They overturned this call. Yeah. You know, yeah. this is what I would do. They made a great call, and boom, they overturned it about thirty <laughs> seconds later." So, yeah, oh, that, that just uh, bit them in the end. Um, I don't think they can come back for this. I, I don't think they can come back from this. I, I think it's over. Yeah, they uh, definitely needed to steal that one. Yeah. I really thought they were going to win it. There. Me too. And uh, then he, you know, Hill misses the free throw, and then like we said. Uh, JR's stupid play. Then all the momentum was with the Warriors there in, in overtime, and and they just went on with it. Oh, man, it's it's brutal. But yeah, I'm thinking. Uh, I think they can win one. They'll probably win one, but I don't think they can win the series now. I think it's yeah. been a huge momentum shift that could steal that game one. Yeah, I think if they would have won that game, I still I, my prediction was four two Warriors. Yeah. You know, now I think it's it's probably going to be four one. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, they really needed to get that one. Poor LeBron. I mean, he just he does everything. He he puts the whole team on his back, and and he could remember probably every play leading up to that. Yes, and and tell you everything yeah. that was going on. Yeah. And then Jr. can't even remember no. the score. <laughs> I mean, it's just just a disaster. <laughs> that was brutal. I mean, I couldn't believe what was happening. It it was like, how can you not know the score? I mean, he could have easily gone up and immediately tried to shoot it over Durant. Probably got fouled. Get fouled, gets into the line. Yeah. If you shoot it, you miss it. But at least you you try to win the game. <laughs> but I mean, you knew that after the like the the game ended, you knew they had no shot in overtime. They had absolutely no shot because they were like, "What just happened?" Yep. And and LeBron walking out of there so defeated. Like, what more do I have to do? He just walks out of the press conference with the uh, shorts, with the, with the suit shorts. I didn't even see that. Did you see that? No, I saw. I saw up top. He had the the suit on. Uh, Orlando and I, we were talking about how nobody is mentioning that he's carrying around the man purse. Yeah, I guess that's uh, his newest yeah. accessory he's mm-hmm. trying to put out there. But yeah, uh, if it was me, I wouldn't even have taken any questions. I would have stormed out of there and you know taken whatever fine they give me because yeah, I'm not gonna play like that. Look then, at that. He's he's wearing he's wearing the suit shorts <laughs> and then he's got the high socks and and some uh some boots. See, I only heard everybody praising him for how nice he was dressed and uh because he came in with the suit on, everybody <laughs> didn't know what was going on. Yeah. But here I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah. look at he's got the <laughs> but, but that's not even like a duffel. That's a man purse. Yeah. Yeah, that's a man purse. Yeah. Like uh, crocodile skin or something. He must have got a lot of money to I, to, yeah. to wear that to the arena that night. Yeah, poor LeBron. But yeah, <laughs> At this point, I'm still I'm still on Team Cavs for this finals, but I don't think they can win it. Uh, I think they'll probably go for. I think they'll probably win one at home, and call it a series for one. And after this, where's LeBron going? You know, I I don't think he's going to go to the Rockets. Just the way all all three of those guys play, they all have to have the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, and we've talked about it before. Whether he's going to go to the Lakers, Rockets, or the Sixers. I, I really don't know where he's going to go. Yeah. I don't think he's coming to the Lakers. I don't think so. Uh, I don't. I think that's he's getting older, and it's just too tough of a task to get back to the finals. Especially because the, the Rockets are not going anywhere. Yeah, Golden State's not going anywhere. And it, if the Spurs keep Kawhi and and they get healthy again, they're not going anywhere. Yeah. So yeah, I think the West is too too strong for him, and I don't think he will come to the Lakers. If not, I think the only option is probably to join the Rockets. Because they'll be instant, instant contenders. But other than that, uh, I'm leaning more towards Philly. Philly makes the most sense right now. Yeah, I, I say he stays put or he goes to Philly. Uh-huh. But I, I don't even know if he stays put because I know he doesn't get along with the owner. Yeah. So it's like every scenario, 
you, you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. So uh, if I had to bet, I would say the Sixers. Yeah, me Just because they have uh, some good young players, mm-hmm. and uh, he can he can handle the ball a yeah. lot more there, not have to share it as much uh, with Embiid and, and Simmons. They kind of seems like they would uh, refer to him. So I think that'd be a good fit. For him. How about how about this drama with the Sixers? There is it their GM. Having like burner Twitter account? Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah, he's got like he's got the multiple. What do you have? Five or six, something like that. Man, like this is crazy. I was trying to catch up on it. It's like you go so deep into a hole when trying to catch, trying to read up on it. I mean, this is ridiculous. It's crazy. Yeah, uh, quarters George. He he uh, informed me about it at bowling on Wednesday night that the way they caught him was uh, somebody looked at who all the followers were for yeah. each account, and mm-hmm. they all were following pretty much everybody. In that in the, that in the GM's bubble, yeah. you know, yeah. whether it was uh, the, the his uh, children's friends uh-huh. and stuff like that, yeah. that, and saying things that only he would know. Yeah. So, yeah, you got to watch out what you do. You're going to get caught no matter man, what. Oh man, I've, I've got to I got to keep my my burner accounts on. The down you got to shut those down. Yeah, I got to shut those down right now, man. <laughs> I got I got to be careful about them. But yeah, anyway, that's a little bit of the NBA uh, drama going on Twitter. It's crazy. It's crazy, and I don't like that. There's this big gap for game two. Game one was Friday night. Game two is all the way till Sunday. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, there's another two or three day gap for game three. So there's a lot of time in between. So it was so nice having uh, the Rockets and Warriors on and, one and, night, right? And then Cavs and Celtics the very next yeah. night. You I just, mean, it just kept you going. Uh, but I, was, yeah, I saw the same thing. I was like, oh my God, they're not playing for a couple more days off. Oh, so now the wait is on. So. Yeah, they're going to stretch this one out. So yeah, we both agree, right? Cavs. Uh, I mean, the Golden State Warriors in five? Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. Uh, at first, I thought, you know, maybe they'd win 4-2. But no, after after that heartbreaker of game one, I think it's 4-1. Professor G, what's your finals prediction? Cavs, come Cavs. back. Cavs? Why did you ask this guy? <laughs> All right, so what, they're going to do it in seven? Yeah. Wow. Ooh. See, Professor G is always stirring the pot. I like it. I'll give him one thing. He he likes to play long shots. <laughs> That's what he's good at. But okay. the Cavs have no shot in this. You heard it here first on the Love's Funny podcast. <laughs> Cavs in seven, Professor G. If the Cavs win, I will buy pizza. Ooh, How's okay. that? All right. Okay. Gauntlet has been thrown down. Yeah, all right. That'll be good. All right. <laughs> That's a little bit of NBA talk. Let's take a look at at Saturday's program at Los Alamitos. We got a nine race program. We're gonna kick it off four and a half third rate event here, maidens. Going uh, with a field of seven, we got one interesting first-time shotter all the way to the outside. That's Scullyism. Are they Dodger fans? This could be a. Oh, you think that's where it came from? I think so, right? See, I'm an Angel fan, so it didn't even cross my mind. <laughs> this this could be. So shout out to owner Manuel Perez Losa and Roman Figueroa, conditioner this four-year-old Gelling by Atticus. You know, there's a there's a, a good bullet three-four long drill. There's a good bullet four-four long drill. There's not a ton of speed in this field. This is probably a good field to to be your your runner with these uh, with these kind of fields. So drawn to the outside, that's even more bonus points because you could avoid some trouble. So I, th- I think it's a very interesting field. I eventually gave the check mark to the six downhill run for Louis Bravica, Kelly McDade. Two starts back, ran too good there to to just lose and finish second. I'll give that one the check mark, but I think it's it's a wide open field. Yeah, this was a pretty tough race right off the bat. I, I think uh, you're going to have to at least go three or four deep uh, if you want to be safe in this race. You know, the six I thought was going to 
you know, really win the race last time. I, I was really uh, on this horse on downhill run uh, for a second time for my dad, you know, after that, uh, that two outs uh, go where it was second by half. I thought I was going to come back and win, but, you know, just didn't really fire, the, you know, the, the light kick I thought that uh, he would have. But, yeah. So I went with the one horse Lancaster invasion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just like that this horse draws the rail. It's had two strong seconds. And last time it shook loose out on the lead and uh, was just out finished there at the end. But I think this one, like you said, there's not a whole lot of speed. Uh, the five trio of champions, I think, can maybe press this yeah. horse early. But the only thing I'm, I'm looking at is it's entered on the same day. It's, it's entered on, on June 2nd as well. Mm-hmm. And I looked it up. It's a $20,000 race at Santa Anita. Um, but, you know, I, I, I can't put the five on top because I don't know if this horse is going to be uh, here at Los Al or if it's going to be at Santa Anita. So that's why I went with the one. Yeah, same thing. I, you know, the six is my check mark. The one is my second choice. The five, I don't know what to make of that horse either. Uh, so I went with the four as my third choice, the tattoo kid, a horse that showed speed last time out, got tired late, but. Then again, there's not a ton of speed in this field. Maybe that one can get brave. And I don't know what to make of the other invader, the three big bang here for Justin Clark. Does uh, get uh, Edgar Payers with the apprentice here. And this horse had previously been working here locally. Uh, I'll go all the way back to February and March. This one had a nice five furlong drill there, 59.40, uh, best of seven in the morning. And since then, shipped up to Golden Gate to, to race over there. So maybe this horse could feel good coming back to Los Al over the, the surface he had been training in. So it's a, there's a, a tough field for me. I'll probably go four or five deep in the pick four, but it's a very difficult race. Six, one, four for me. Yeah. I went uh one, five, six, uh, but I threw the three in there. I'm, I'm probably going to yeah. include him just, uh, it's been in the care of Justin Clark for a little while. And you know, he, with that weight break, it did show some speed last time. There's not a whole lot of speed in here if Lancaster Invasion doesn't fire again. So uh, six to one could be a pretty good price. Yeah, so it's, it's going to be a tricky race to kick off the card on Saturday night there at Los Alamitos. Race number two, we got the four and a half furlongs. $3,200 is the claiming price. We got a field of seven here. And uh, the question is, can Ultra for Charity make it four in a row? That is a question mark. I don't think I – I think I picked them the last two starts. And I'm going to stick with him again. He's she's a sharp horse. She looks like she's winning. Those those margins are a little bit deceiving. I thought she could have won easier. So I think she's the horse to beat once again. So I'm going to pick her on top in the spot. I went with the same thing with yeah. the five all for charity just because there's there's not a whole lot of speed in here again. No. Uh, I think she's just going to have to battle with uh, Maya Benny Star there who doesn't always get on the front end. And I, I just like the versatility uh, that this horse has in, in the five. Yep. And, you know, until somebody beats her, I'm just going to keep going <laughs> with her. Maybe hopefully get four to a, four in a row here, and you know, just uh, has been pretty game late. That's why I like her. Yeah, that's probably going to be my single there to pick four. Just a horse that you can trust. Uh, my main threat there will probably be the two. Uh, my Bernie Star, the, the horse that that's coming out of victory there, 52 and one uh, last time out as a betting favorite. It was a little bit two or three wide there around the turn there, and just finished with a good energy. And overall has has pretty good form there. A win, a third, a third, a second, and a win. Uh, so this horse always tends to fire, and I definitely think she's the main threat to, to the top choice. Yeah, I also went with the same thing, the two and second there. So I threw the three in for third, Callie Mesa, uh, mm-hmm. who, who is your favorite here. I just thought that this horse should have been, you know, a lot more loaded than it was last time. Mm-hmm. You know, got that score for 5,000 first time off the claim, and I thought, 
you know, the con- uh, connections were just, you know, wheeling her right back in, you know, dropped her down to 32, but, you know, didn't really show that, that same late kick. So I, I, I don't know if she has that same, you know, late kick that she's going to have here, but uh, definitely looks dangerous. And as a long shot, I'll use the seven Papas lady as my third choice there on the outside. Just been a second to top choice and look good there. Um, riding from off the pace. So I'm, I'm going to give that one a little bit of credit there for that good run and put him as my third choice. So five, two, seven for me. Five, two, three. All right, there we go. Race number three, 870 yard event. And we do have a quarter horse in this event. It is a four U being foost. We got a field of seven. We got a field that doesn't have a ton of speed, which is rare to see going 870. Yeah. And this is going to be a tricky race to figure out because if you're banking at the six, yes, I'm ready. It's going to show speed coming in from uh, Golden Gate and Santa Ada. If that one can get take the lead, then the race is over. If that one doesn't break all that sharp, it doesn't show that immediate speed going 870, who's going to get the lead? And that's where I think the quarter horse automatically looks like the horse to catch. But it's a tricky race. I did give the six, yes, I'm ready. The check mark, just because this one has been chasing 21 and 3, 44 and 2 type of speed uh, over the daytime over here in Los Al and also across town in Santa Ada, gets Kelly McDade. No apprentice allowance because it is a, a quarter horse race. Yes. But I like the first time Lasix on the four, and I like that the four is stretching back out. So I'm going to go 6-4 here for me. I went with the same exact thing, uh, yeah. same exact. I just couldn't really trust any of the other runners here. Uh, they haven't been finishing that well. So I thought the invader here for Art Sherman uh, looked pretty tough, has been forwardly placed, and looked like he was right in a, a good spot last time out, but you know, had his heels clipped there yeah. and, and weakened against a, you know, a tougher group at the $25,000 level. And I just think uh, coming down here and getting a little class relief should do the trick. Yeah. And, you know, the four, the, the one stretching, the court horse stretching back out to 870 there. Didn't run all that bad in the first 870 try there. Uh, finished third against Tisproof, who I think came back to win last week, if I remember correctly. And, um, you know, those workouts before going 870, those – 660 yards in 33 seconds, 0.80, and the other one in 35.10. Those kind of workouts usually tell you these horses are going to run well around the hook. It's all about the stamina. But tonight, if nobody wants to go and this horse gets loose on the lady with the addition, addition of Lasix, this, this horse could maybe upset at a price. My third choice would probably be the two, Hollywood Sky. Just comes out of a very good second there uh, in front of fellow rival, little AJ. This one is also adding Lasix. Johnny Allen has ridden this horse pretty well. He's listed back to ride. So I'll go six four two. Yeah, I went six four one. I uh, went with Angie Aquino along the rail just because of the the speed it's been showing. Uh, but again, yeah, you know, I'm not too confident. It's been weakening, but you never know. Uh, it's not the greatest race yes, in the world. Yeah. If any of these horses gets out on the lead, uh, I think it'd be double tough. Yes. I mean, rarely do I pick a, a quarter horse. You know, uh, high up. And, yeah. And I went with the same thing, the four and second, just because of that start three outs back. You know, this horse gets loose. If the six doesn't fire, you know, first time at Los Sal, just like you said, could be gone. Yeah, and we got the five horse. Uh, you race it for Jack Caraba and Ulysses Gomez here, dropping in class and coming to Los Sal. So good to see Jack Caraba with that entrant here at the night. And that's race number three. Race four, we got quarter horses going 300 yards, field of seven, and um, we got maidens, and they're all straight maidens, so no claiming tag here. We got a couple of horses that have been knocking on the door. And overall, I'm going with the horse coming off of a little bit of layoff. The two just bet me, first time gelding. 
has not been seen since the 20th of January when last seen finishing third. Uh, very nice workout on the 7th of April. And Rodolfo Marantes has been pretty well spotted with his limited starters. So I think the barn is on a good roll. So I'll pick the two here, just met me. Five to two on the morning line. And it, it is your morning line choice. Yeah, he had a pretty good work there. He worked 12 flat there, first to 42. And is coming off the that layoff. I think this horse scratched last time, but I don't think it was definitely uh, a health issue. No. Uh, I think it was uh, an issue with being gelded. So Okay. Um, I don't think you. if you look to see that this horse was scratched last time, you don't think anything of it. Uh, Revolt, uh, R- Rodolfo Viramani has been winning 20% first time. So uh, definitely looks spotted well. Has been, uh, you know, getting some trouble in the last couple starts. But I gave him my top look for, for second. I went with three, five card Charlie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ha- has been kind of disappointing. I thought this horse would have already broken his maiden. But, you know, just has been found some trouble you know, two out of the last three times and lost a favorite cartel junior. But uh, if this one gets out, it, it should be pretty tough. Yeah, five card Charlie there coming off of a second place finish. Was the first time, first start as a three-year-old, so you, you think this horse could probably move up second time out. Uh, my second choice is going to be the sixth, the Rising Sun, for Jesus Nunez, Raul Mogasca. This horse comes out of the same race as five card Charlie and just missed second there by a neck. So they, they pretty much uh, duped it out there for the minor placings. And for my third choice, probably my long shot play of the night will be the five freight freight tank train blues for Physical Gonzalez. Uh, also coming out of the same race, but this horse had worked 12 flat on the 28th of April before the debut, and I think last time I could have probably learned a little bit from that from that experience. So maybe the horse the the five horse could could improve here a bit with that race under his belt. So I'll go two six five. I went two three six. All right, two three six for Curtis in race four. Race five. We got the start of the mid-card double here, 870 yards. We're going back around the hook for the middle card, middle race of the card here. We got a field of six. I don't think we've got a quarter horse in this room. No, we don't have a quarter horse here. Um, Wallace Hot has been knocking on the door in a few starts. It's tough to trust a lot of the other form and a lot of the other times. Uh, and if this horse repeats that effort, the Juan should win. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and pick him on top. Yeah, I I thought the one was very deserving uh, of the favorite position just because when you look at Holly Cat, this horse won last time, broke its maiden there uh, at 870, but the time was 46.98. Yeah. And even when Wow It's Hot loses, almost every single one of those times uh, has been better than that horse. But uh, I actually went with the two horse. Okay. You know, I, I like that the it drops down in class. Mm-hmm. It's coming from Santa Anita, you know. 870 can be a tough task, you know, let alone four and a half furlongs your, your first time coming to Los Al. But I just like the class drop, and it puts the blinkers on. And if you go three outs back to when it had that debut at Goldstream, uh, the horse showed plenty of speed. So I'm just counting on the blinkers on can, can unlock that speed again. I, I think can outpace while it's hot early and outfinish Holly Cat late. Yeah, so that that's the main threat here to, to see what that horse is going to do. And he – you know, he wasn't that far off the, the early opening quarter, 22-1 and one last time out of San Diego. This horse was about a length and a quarter there off of the main speed early on. So it's not like this horse was all the way that far back. So that's definitely the the, the, the threat here in race number five. You know, the five-horse Holly Cat coming off of a good effort there just broke the maiden, but I would have liked to see a little bit better better time. And maybe a little bit outside, outside shot would probably be the six here for me, Sermonize. 
Uh, a horse that can pick up the pieces if the speed doesn't really hold. A lot of these runners don't fire. You know, the six is lively race, only making a fourth career lifetime start. Uh, faced winners last time out for the first time. Much tougher field than I think this field is today. So maybe this horse could improve there and could get a, a trouble-free trip from the outside post. So I picked the one on top. Uh, you know, the two and the five is obviously a threat, but the six could also maybe jump up at a price. So I think it's it's the middle race, so the card's a little bit tricky, but if you're playing pick sixes, I'll probably take a shot and just single the one. Yeah, I went uh, two, one, five, just uh, all the reasons we talked about before. Just going to try and get a little slight upset. Yeah, all right, that's race five. Race number six, we start late pick four here. You got quarter horses going 300 yards, made in claiming 6250. And before we talk about it, have you ever been involved in a in a claim as far as you owning a horse? Like, have you ever put in a claim as far as? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, plenty of times. Uh, for a while, aside from the quarter horse partnership I had, um, one of my buddies from school, we went we went half on on thoroughbreds, okay. and we uh, we took our money a long way. I think we claimed four or five of them okay. uh, until. Uh, our money ran out, but <laughs> I mean, it, it's just tough, but yeah. it, it was fun. I mean, you just, you claim one yeah. and then, it, you know, you always try and claim one that you know is going to be a claim from you in the future. Yes. Yeah. yeah, That's that's kind of the game yeah. you have to play at Los Al, but yeah. yeah, dropped a lot of claims and uh, it's always, it's always uh, intense going down there for the shakes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, every now and then my dad, if, if he needs me, uh, to put in a, a second claim or yeah. something for somebody. If he can't make it from Santa Anita mm -hmm. or Del Mar, you know, I'll go down there and put a claim in. Have you ever put in a claim for a quarter horse? No, I don't think I have. All our uh, all our claims, or I'm sorry, all our, our uh, horses, sure. yeah, have been uh, purchased from the equine sale. Uh -huh. So uh, that's kind of our yearly thing. We go over there and we pick a, a yearling out and, and then uh, we start the process all over again. And I bring this up because, you know, sometimes we, we see – some quarters that really didn't fire first time out or second time out or whatever it may be against straight medicine. And now they take a drop in class in 12,000, mm -hmm. 8,000. And we've seen some horses get claimed for eight and then step up and really develop later on. So, you know, whether you might not buy a horse at the sale, maybe buying a two-year-old that's only lightly raced for 8,000 could be a way to go uh, because, you know, you could probably improve a little bit and maybe still develop and maybe pick up a few checks here and there. So, Tonight's claiming tag for race number six, 62.50. So if you're looking to buy one of these fine equine, equine specimens, shout out to Mike Joyce again. I know he's listening. <laughs> one of the five listeners of the podcast. Uh, you can purchase one of these quarter horses here in race number six. Tricky race because almost none of these horses got, have gotten out of the gate cleanly. Yeah. So there's a lot of things to look for. Uh, eventually, I landed on the five-horse summertime hawk because I thought this horse – the 1253 before the debut was better than looked. And I thought we yep. still haven't seen the best of this horse just yet. Uh, so I'm banking to the five. There's still a little bit more room to improve. So I picked the five on top here at four to one. It could be dangerous. We're, we agree on too many Ooh, horses tonight, I think. Whoa. Same thing with the five summertime hawk. Just uh, hasn't gotten out of the gate. Jaime drops this one all the way down to 6250. But uh, I love Jaime's stat on, in maiden claiming races, 31%. Mm -hmm. He drops the win. Yeah, Jaime's always known you know, as a two-year-old trainer. But when you see him uh, putting horses down like this, it, it means he wants to be competitive and, and probably uh, fraternities aren't in this horse's future. All right, and the main threat, I think we agree. All right, you say it first, and I'll tell you if it is. The three? No. Oh, okay. Right. So <laughs> tell me on the, that is my third choice, though. So, yeah, tell me on the three. 
Uh, I just liked uh, this horse, Naughty Nene, from my dad. Uh, I really like this horse's second work on April 26th. I thought it strided out pretty well in a, you know, won that drill. Came out in that maiden 12-5 race, but I think it was just too tough. Drops it down, you know, the thing, this horse has to get out of the gate, yeah. like a lot of these other ones, because it's a snowbound horse. I think this horse is, is slow early, but if this horse uh, can get a clean path, I, I think can finish really well. By the way, snowbound is one of my all-time favorite sires. Uh, really? Uh, yeah, just because I think that a lot of these horses are like they're big bodied, yep. they're long le legged, uh, grays. You know, I love grays. Yeah, you get a lot of grays from <laughs> Snowbound, and you know, I I think they're they're overlooked. Yeah, I think they can run so a little bit. So I, I'm, you know, I picked this horse as my third choice. Could this horse maybe stretch out eight seventy later on? You know, we had one last year, and my dad never stretched it out. Come on. And, and I, I think. Uh, God, I can't remember the horse's name. Snowbound? Oh, yeah. It was, right. it was a snowbound. And uh, you know what? I think it did, and it would always stop about oh, okay. the 16th pole. It would stop. Yeah. I'm sorry. So I thought 550, yeah, 550. would be perfect, yeah. but he would never enter it yeah. in, in a 550. But, you know, this is kind of the same breed. I think it might be the same breeding because that was a Stanley Watkins horse as well. Mm. But uh, the stat I, I loved was that uh, my dad's 47% uh, maiden second start. Ooh. Nice. So uh, that's nice set right there. Uh, but this horse uh, definitely needs a clean start <laughs> yeah. rather than all of us yeah. ha having that thoroughbred side. But yeah. hopefully we get a nice yeah, break. I did finish fifth in that field of ten, so beat half the field in that debut. For my second choice, like I mentioned, three is my third choice. The seven horse on the outside, just because this horse drawing the outside, dropping into attack for the first time. Um, you know, Ulysses Gomez stays aboard. I think those are, this horse could really improve there. Kitty up there on, on the sire side. Uh, Cyrus sat and out of the walk through fire mare and just peeking. So there's some good breeding there. Obviously, this horse uh, could maybe run a little bit better. And I think the outside makes him probably the top choice there to beat at two to one on the morning line. So I'll go five, seven, three. I went five, three, seven, just a little different order. All right, man. Well, we agree. We agree. This, this could be <laughs> easy this, card, this, this right? This could be an easy card. <laughs> Professor G, stop printing print those pizzas. You're, you're going to owe some pizzas because uh, we're going to sweep the card. All right, race number seven. You got maidens going 300 yards, two-year-old fillies. And these are straight maidens, so no claiming tag. And a little bit interesting field because we got a little bit of a sandwich. We got a horse that has experience on the rail and a horse that has experience on the outside. And this is my lock of the night. And I, I know you can guess it right off the bat. So It's got to be the seven. Of course. Legally hot. <laughs> Yeah, That's I, good, though, because I'm finally on this horse. Oh, I'm, yes. I'm, not, I'm oh. not even going to try and beat oh, her tonight. This, this horse is going to win <laughs> by two lengths. Crushes him. Yeah, yeah, I just – I thought this time it should be good. You yeah. know, drops back down into a straight maiden race. Mm. Um, has You know, we watched her from the works and really thought she was going to be something, but, you know, just kind of hasn't been finishing that well. But I think the key here is the post position over the one Divas Dynasty. Yes. You know, uh, that horse for Paul Jones also worked really well. But I just don't like the rail draw here. Uh, it hasn't really gotten out of the gate. And I just wish she was better drawn more to the outside. But that's why I went with the seven, legally hot. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I, can, I can't even sell you even more than that on legally hot. Drawing the outside, I think this horse with a clean trip should be easy winner. We all go back to that big uh, 1220 work where this horse looked with good energy past the wire. So tonight, clean start for legally hot. I'll make that one. My lock of the night. Obviously, the main threat, we agreed at the one horse. Yep. Yeah, it was Dynasty for Paul Jones. Broke from the rail on debut. Broke from the two posts on second time out. And hasn't gotten out to clean starts. Stuck with the rail again. Yeah. I'm worried about that one. 
but obviously that one has some good numbers there despite some trouble. For the third choice, I'll go to the four, my dashing secret. Man, Man. we're going to sweep this card. Crystal ball. <laughs> I think this horse was better than looked and drove. Veered in, at yep. the, veered in there severely and won to, went 12.50 for Monte Rosa. So we agree, 714. Yeah, I, I, same exact numbers. Uh, just Monty's been doing really well with his two-year-olds. And I like that this horse is drawn in the four hole. Yeah. You know, I, I like that post over the one. So, uh, you know, was much improved in that second drill, I thought. Just broke in and kind of lugged in, but finished out well and, and won by a neck. And uh, if this one gets away cleanly and the one and the seven kind of live up to their PPs and mess up a little, could be right there. Yeah. So, all right. We'll agree again. Once again, in race seven, we go seven, one, four. Yeah. Race eight, the start of the late card double. And this is a pretty competitive event. I had a couple of uh, back and forths uh, seeing who I like best. But, you know, I ultimately ended in this field of eight to the six for Lolita V. Uh, one first time out as a three-year-old uh, and first time in the barn. And Dolfo Diaz Ayala was aboard and he stays aboard tonight. Um, I like that the brace bring this one back at this level. You know, not too low, not too high, right at the sweet spot. Um, and I like the way she, she finished through the wire. So. Lolita V, I'll make her this one my top pick at four to one. You know, I I didn't really like any of the uh, the favorites in here, so I tried to go with another price. I went with the seven running yeah, Jesse. I like that. Uh, second time's a Moodyo. Uh, this horse raced against the one Cat Two Storm last time, but you know was knocked into into the rival at the start there and tried to get in. You, know, I couldn't really fit that in the comment line. There's just not enough space, but you know was trying to lug in and was just out finished by Cat Two Storm, but. I think draws you know a lot better post here. It draws a seven hole, and you know, second time Zamudi, I think this horse can fire a big effort. Yeah, that's definitely my second choice. So we agree there on that horse. Everything you said. Third choice, I'll give it to the one my cat to storm, uh, who looked well last time out against winner's first time out, and three starts back should have probably won the mating. So it's off in a row, three consecutive good start to start the year, uh, drawing the inside. It's a little bit worried, but overall this horse kept pretty. Pretty straight last time out. Not a lot of two, not a lot of moving around. So I'll give this one the respect it deserves. So I'll go six seven one here in racing. I went uh, seven one three. I gave one spicy eagle the look for Ooh. third. You know, always the underachiever. We, this we've horse chased is. that horse before. We have. Yeah, but they just keep dropping it down. So, but so I think it's worth throwing it in the in the third spot. But you know, just never really shows the needed light kick there, and, and has had trouble the last three starts. But. You know, hopefully dropping down the $10,000 level can get a, just a, a bit more class relief for this horse and, and try and get the job done. I don't like that Cruz switches to the one here, yeah. but maybe that's what this horse needs. You know, it gets Gasca aboard. Maybe uh, he can unlock something light. All right, that's race eight. Race number nine, the nightcap here on Saturday night, 300 yards, quarter horses, a nice allowance field here to close it out. You know, uh, the horse to beat is definitely on the outside, looks through appeals. And uh, I couldn't build a case, a stronger case for one of the other two horses that I like. So I'll pick the six Luxor Appeals on top there. Off slow last time out. Uh, got bumped up to third after a DQ there. Um, was it the winner? Yeah, the winner got DQ'd, right? I want to say. Or was it the second place horse? Um, I believe that w was it. Was that the race in which Diamond Blue Eyes? Uh, it might have been. Yeah. I'm not sure. It could have been. Also. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't want to. Uh, yeah. I don't want to say. Me neither. That's <laughs> why I do the charts. That way I don't have to remember any <laughs> yeah, of this so stuff. Lexero feels there is going to get my check mark. Had worked a very nice 17.70 drill before the day before the 
the last outing, excuse me. Uh, and I expect a much better outing with a clean start. Drawing the outside is definitely the horse to beat. Uh, so I'll pick the six on top. For second, I'll probably give the two here a bit of a look. Six one equals policy. Ran better than luck last time out. Just a tough beat there uh, by a head. So I'll give that one a repeat effort uh, to make some noise here. So I'll go six two. Yeah, I have same horse on top. Uh, luck serve appeal. Just uh, this horse always runs a, a good race. You know, it's usually right there. Just uh, didn't break last time, but draws the outside with Ayala. So mm -hmm. I, I like this horse will be loaded. Uh, a little, you know, should be loaded last, and maybe that'll combat yeah. you know the off slow at the start last time. And could be pretty tough. I felt pretty good about the the two Eagles policy uh, that race last time out of you know coming out of the El Primero ran a sixteen eighty two. I think if that horse fires back with that number, you know in that final time, uh, you know that's a pretty good time yeah, you know, in three in in three thirties. But they're going three hundred this time. But he was right there throughout. You know if he, if that translates there, he could be tough. But for a second, I went with the one okay. one more cigar. You know, just another uh, classy runner that w I think we've all been chasing yeah. until last time. But my only concern is this horse ran so good, put up the, that 97 figure that I, I feel that maybe he will, he'll bounce from along yeah. the rail. And that was so, with some trouble too. Yeah, I mean, it was just, you know, finally he broke through <laughs> and it was in such a such a big effort that you know, I could see this horse bouncing. But uh, I definitely deserves uh, you know respect as a, as a second choice here. So I, I went six one two. Oh, we almost agree six two one. Yeah. So man, this card, man, this card uh, could be could be legendary. Place pick calls <laughs> easily. <laughs> easily, right? that's that's the Dave <laughs> Weaver's favorite bet. Shout out to Dave Weaver. He plays the uh, the place we call on a, pretty much on a nightly basis when he's here. So I'm working with him tonight here on the quarters. That's Dave the card. Weaver. Yeah, that's the card for Saturday night. But Let's talk a little bit of a mega card at Remington Park. Closing out the season with the Heritage Place Futurity there on Saturday night. And they got a, the invitation on as well in race 11. Uh, let's, let's take a look at both of those, those cards. Uh, both of those races, excuse me. They, they have a nice distance, distance event earlier in the card. They got the Derby race 9. They got Futurity in race 10. And the invitation on race 11. So... Three big featured races. Did you look at all three? Uh, I know I have picks in the Futurity and in the uh, Invitational. Okay. I'm pretty sure I could look real quick at the Derby. Yeah, the Derby. While you give yours. Yeah, it's going to be uh, 400 yards. Great two, $363,000 as a purse. And we got a field of, yeah, 10. So a field of 10. And your morning night favorite is going to be, um, I believe, yeah, D D F A J Greenleaves was a horse we know from Los Al. This horse had been racing uh, in November here. Los Alamitos finished fourth and fifth, uh, and a couple of futurity trials behind Black Friday and California Eagle. Then has just really turned it on in the last two starts over there at Oklahoma. It's coming off of two straight victories uh, uh, now in the barn of Paget, and you know another one that that looks tough. And I think uh, you know by by the look of your face, we might agree on this horse. And uh, over there too. Yes, we we might agree. <laughs> the six fast price rumor is going to be my pick. I think you like this one as well, right? Yeah, I just thought this horse ran a really big effort last time in the trials. Yeah, DFAJ Green leaves. I didn't expect him to win that Derby last time. No, and it, then he came away and just uh, put up just a huge performance last time. Uh, I don't know where that one came from, <laughs> but uh, he looks pretty tough. But 
I, I like Fast Prize rumor. Uh, Amanda Tonga is you know just on fire yes. over there. Uh, I think that one will be pretty tough. Yeah, so I agree. So we're gonna get four to one in the morning on the Fast Prize rumor. I do expect the seven D F J J Greenleaves to go as favorite, and the six will probably go off as your second choice. So we agree. We agree on the Derby yep. at Remington Park and race race number nine. We'll go with the six there and Fast Prize rumor. All right, race number ten at Remington Park is their Heritage Place Futurity Grade One. A million dollars and the kitty there. And we got a morning night favorite of is it three? Yes, it's three horse here. Aqua Flash, who's undefeated, two for two, and just looked like a complete runaway there on trials night, posting a very good clocking of 1758 with a headwind there. Who are you going to go here in this race number 10? I went with the uh, horse I, I gave out uh, a couple weeks ago on the show. Same thing, VF Jedi Returns. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was really high on that horse, and I, I like the inside over at Remington, and a, this horse draws along the rail, I, I think should should show another big effort. There's some horses I'm scared of, you know, first-timers uh, last time for Ponce, Josue Ponce. Yes. They, you know, they, there's some pretty big long shots. I, I would include those, but, yeah, I really like VF Jedi Return from along the rail. I'm going to go to the nine horse here, Special Candy High for Clinton Crawford, another horse that's undefeated there, two for two. Looked like the horse enjoyed the stretch out to 350 yards the last time out. The second place finisher came back to win off of that race. But the time was very good there, 1763. I'm looking at a clean start there from the outside for special candy high. So you go with the one. Yep. I'll go with the nine. All right, that's the futurity there at Remington Park. And we arrived to the Invitational, 440 yards, $250,000 Remington Park Invitational. And we got a field of eight to close it out here um who are you gonna go i'm going with the younger horse and the pageant barn hold air hostage mm -hmm. even though rodrigo vallejo has, has chosen to ride you know the two-time defending world champion jesse's first down i just i think uh it's hold air hostage's time he, he's younger a little fresher and and i've heard pageant talk about this horse before and he seems to talk about this horse in a much higher regard than jesse's first down so yeah yeah, I'm just going to go with that. He, he always has a smile on his face, so I'm just going to roll with that one from along the rail. All right. I'm, I'm picking Jesse's first down. I'm picking the the older gelding, seven years old, 16 for 35 lifetime. I'm I'm leaning towards with the jockey here. Nothing more than that. I'm, I'm leaning towards the jockey. Maybe it's just that this horse has been good to him for, you know, seven years yeah. old, so he's sticking with this one. Maybe the one is a better horse, but I'll take my shot, and I'll, I'll lean to where Rodrigo Vallejo has chosen the ride. Yeah, Alvarez climbs aboard the one, and uh, I'm not scared to have him aboard. He, no. he, you know, he stepped in and won the All American Fraternity last year yep. with with Fly Baby Fly for the same connection. So, yeah, I'm not scared to have him jump aboard my horse, and hopefully, uh, the the younger horse can can out finish Jesse's first down. He's looked pretty, in, you know, invincible so yeah. far. Uh, Jesse's first down lost a couple times last year. I mean, yeah. it was to zoom in effortlessly, mm -hmm. you know. So. And, you know, Bodacious Eagle, yeah. so, some really good horses. But, yeah, I'm just going to take my chances. And, yeah, I don't think it's going to play a much better price. But, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Hold Air Hostage. All right, let's 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 hope for a clean start for all. And, and then may the best horse wins there. Yeah, and, if both of these horses get out, it's it's going to be a really fast yeah. race. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I'm excited about Yeah, and don't forget, there's Bodacious Eagle. There's Firing Tools. There's Tough to Be, who just ran behind those those runners as well. So uh, if they make a mistake. It's, it's not going to be easy cake there. In race number 11, the Remington Park Invitational. Yeah. Uh, you got some uh, Blaine Wood runners there and, and Bodacious Eagle now with uh, Mike Joyner. Didn't really get out last time, but was finishing well. 
and uh, tough to be. You know, he was only a little bit behind hold air hostage last time. So yep. if you like some of these classy other runners, you're gonna, you're gonna get a price. All right, that's that's the show for this week. We did a little bit of NBA. We'll see. We'll see what that that uh, leads to. Let's see if Professor G turns out to be the the Cavs. I don't know. I, I think he's crazy on that. I think he's <laughs> reaching. He's just trying to get us some listeners for the podcast. All right. We'll see. That's a wrap for this week. We'll talk to you guys next week. All right. Bye, everybody.